0: I-V-M.
1: You're listening to The Empowering Series, a path to creating a better you. Through purposeful life changes and a positive shift in thinking, you could find yourself leading a more productive and rewarding life. In this series, we're looking at how to be a better boss. The show will bring you a live session between life coach Zarina Punawala and a willing participant who wants to improve themselves. Zarina Punavala is a trainer and motivational speaker and CEO of Abzo Unique. With over seven years' experience, she works with reputed multinational organizations conducting training workshops within the corporate sector and among student communities all over India and abroad. She provides image consulting, grooming and personality development, personal coaching for CEOs, senior managers and politicians. Taking the hot seat is Amit Doshi tech entrepreneur and founder of podcasting network Indus Fox Media, who's bringing this show to your ears. So, shall we begin? Hi, and welcome to the Empowering
0: Series with me, Zarina. I'm still sitting in conversation with Amit, and we're going to continue talking about the challenges startups face these days.
2: Hey, Zarina. Hey. Uh, so, I have a question, which is... Uh, I think it's a question that a lot of startups face, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, as you start expanding out a team of people who you're working with on your startup, right? Uh, there are obviously good things and bad things that happen, Absolutely. right? I mean, like, you know, you have uh, positive developments and negative developments. Now, as an entrepreneur, I have a tendency to share the positive developments no matter how minuscule mm-hmm far and wide right i mean like making sure that and i mean like you know it's a way to keep people happy and motivated absolutely. and like you know get them into what it is but i also have this tendency to not share some of the negatives of what's going on mm-hmm. outside of the people who are absolutely kind of core to that particular thing if that makes All sense right. right you know what i mean like yes, i don't yes. i don't uh, put it out in front of everybody in the team, right? I mean, like, you know, if there's a sales issue, which is negative, I'll talk to the salespeople about that. If there's a production issue, which is negative, I'll talk to the production person about that. Right. You know, but I don't try and spread it. You know what I mean? I try and keep it very contained. Okay. Uh, But I also feel what that does is it causes a situation where not everybody understands what is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like they have incomplete information at that point. in time. Yes.
0: And that's dangerous. Yes, it is.
2: <laughs> so I mean, like so I just wanted to uh, how do you think we should go about dealing with these kinds of issues that come up?
0: All right. So, yes, it's amazing that you're talking about all the positive things that happen mm-hmm. and positivity is contagious. So you sure can go ahead and spread that epidemic right. in your organization. But when you say negative, I'll replace that word a little okay. bit here. We're talking about contingencies mm-hmm. we're talking about situations right so when you confine a problem mm-hmm. to yourself maybe a couple of people in your team right what you're doing is there are two possibilities one you have chances of um, dealing with that situation
2: mm-hmm.
0: in a closed room right that is a possibility and it works right the second one would be that you're taking away the chance of somebody else in your organization giving you a solution. Now I'm talking about this, keeping your strength per se. Right. So I'm not talking about a tall organization with too many different areas and hierarchies. Right. We're talking about a more... Uh, yeah,
2: like a platter organization. Yeah. yeah. So Small basically,
0: companies. in a situation like that, you are closing your doors to a possible chance right. of solution from somebody else right. whom you probably don't expect it coming from. Correct. All right. right. So first and foremost, the positive bit, always share it. Okay. Uh, situations, problems.
2: Mm.
0: When it is a problem to do with sales, right. I usually feel sales is the backbone of an organization. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all boils down to that. Yeah. That is a problem for everybody. Yes. So the sales aren't happening. How is the marketing going to happen? How are you going to advertise something? How is the money and the revenue coming in? Right. There's nothing happening if sales isn't. Right. So yes, if there's a problem with a specific, since you mentioned, like sales, then make sure that everybody is informed. Have a group meeting, okay. have a meeting with the organization. Okay. This is the issue we are facing today. Right. This is a challenge and we need to overcome this challenge right. and face this obstacle in some certain way. Correct. So in that situation, I need suggestions. Okay. Okay. That is a possibility. Right. However, when you're talking about accounts, mm-hmm. you're talking about numbers, you're right. talking about, um, you know, the, the funding, investing and revenues and all of that. I think you need to confine the team. Okay. Those are things that have to be very, very specifically shared. Right. Should you not have an accounts team, should you not have a team that handles these, um, you know, queries and right. problems and the numbers, then there should be just about one or two people. Okay. Not because you are keeping things a secret. It's because this is confidential and discrete information. Right. Numbers can be very good. They can be very bad. Right. So that is something the boss has to deal with. Right. And he has to make things right all the time. Right. You know, and numbers, we're all greedy for numbers. So they're never enough, frankly speaking. So, <laughs> so basically, those areas where um, the financial aspects are concerned, right. usually uh, bosses or startups make the mistake of sharing numbers with everybody in the team.
2: That's what I kind of yes. about, right? I mean, yes. like, uh, you know, I, you want to have a certain amount of information available to people, but right. at the same time, I feel like uh, too much is not a good thing.
0: Absolutely not. Yeah. Too much, of anything, is not good. And um, no information is better than having, you know, incomplete right. Right. Yeah. information. Exactly. So either way, we can save ourselves from this circumstance. So how you do that is basically, if a problem in terms of numbers is arising, where the teams are supposed to know, mm-hmm. share it and share it openly. Okay. That well, we're not able to hit numbers, hence we have had a loss of 10%, right. 20%, 5%, right. but that's about it. Right. We need to increase our profits by this much margin in this much time. Correct. That's the kind of conversation you have with everyone. Okay. But in terms of the financial crunches, investments, the funds, etc., you discuss that only with a certain number of people who have their expertise. Who know that stuff. And
2: basically aren't going to freak out over like, you know. uh, Yeah.
0: Like, oh, my God, what is happening to this company? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we're growing so fast and that could be a great thing. Yeah. Things aren't working out. That could be a bad thing. Right. So, no,
2: I mean, like, if you don't have experience, then some of these things come off as like, uh, you know, I mean, like, if you're a funded uh, kind of company mm-hmm. and you have 18 months of runway to exist, right. that's actually in the startup world ridiculously good. <laughs> yes. But if you tell somebody else that, oh, we only have a year and a half to exist, right? they'll start freaking out.
0: Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, you
2: know, I mean, like, you're right. It needs to be with the. Specific. Right, the right people—the people who have like a base of knowledge to deal with the information.
0: Absolutely. So there is information that is going to motivate your team mm-hmm. to go out there and perform better when right. they know that. Okay, you know what? We are in a situation. Yeah. We have a problem. The team loves this kind of work. The and the fact that you know this is a creative industry. Right. People are going to want to give their best.
2: Yeah. No, okay. that's right. That makes so
0: sense. So it, it helps them. It kind of motivates them. Mm-hmm. Pressure can be motivating too. Yeah, absolutely. So you can create that pressure. Absolutely,
2: right? absolutely. But
0: when it comes to, um, you know, the analytical aspect mm-hmm. of the business, those are things you must be very specific right. in terms of whom you're sharing it with. Right. Because it has to have expertise.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? That makes sense. Because
0: that'll take away the tension from you too.
2: No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, All I mean, right. like the, And uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, like sharing problems is helpful.
0: It is. It is. Sharing problems is very <laughs> helpful. You know, that's my job. I let people share their problems. (laughs) So I usually am uh, spoken of as a sponge. Okay. Just absorb. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, let people help you just, you know, solve all those problems by sharing them.
2: Cool, cool, cool. All right. uh, Let me ask you another question, which is... um so, I like to work in a specific kind of way, right? right. I, when I uh, put together anything in writing, when I put together any proposals, when I put together any kind of concepts or anything like that, I like to be very, um, uh, very organized in how I put this meticulous. stuff together. Metic- well, I, yeah, meticulous, I, I, mm-hmm. I guess, but I mean, like, you know, I feel like, uh, uh And this might come from just how I've done stuff over the years, but I feel like, you know, giving people bite sized chunks of information which are easy to digest right. is kind of the way to get them to understand your point. right? Sure. You you And it lets you kind of draw a uh, path mm-hmm. from one point to the next path. So, I mean, I, you know, I just kind of like doing things in that kind of way. Okay. That's not always the case. A lot of people like to do things in like, you know, they write in a very different kind of format or a different kind of style. And I mean, this is individualistic and people are different. They're not everybody is the same. Absolutely. But how much should I try and kind of force people into doing things the way I want them done?
0: Okay. We're not going to try and imply the force. Right. What we're going to try and do here is... Understand certain protocols that a company must follow. Okay. All right. Every organization has a structure, Mm -hmm. be it a small one or a big one. And the structure doesn't have to be specific on paper and things like that. It doesn't have to be very well um, formed and, you know, planned out. But it has to be a simple understanding of how the organization runs the expectations that you have are not for yourself here right, amit right. they are for your organization correct yes. you expect a certain type of work done right as the company correct. and the way you present yourself right so that is something that has to be common to all yeah that's true you know so you don't have to think about um, the force you right. have to think about the protocols right certain things have to be placed right certain things have to be done
2: Yeah, okay
0: all right. So we're not talking about you wanting your team to do certain things. It's about them having to do it. Right. For the betterment of the organization.
2: Right. So you lay certain expectations and you expect. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And those expectations are not personal. Right, hey, you know, you don't want them to dress a certain way or do certain things or uh, work a certain uh, timing because right. you want it.
2: Actually, that kind of brings me to another kind of question, right? I mean, like, how does one establish a particular? I mean, like, you're talking about dress code and you're talking about timing <laughs> and stuff like that, right? So, I mean, like, right. how does one establish a company culture? Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you want a positive culture. You want a culture yes. where people are working hard and they're doing a lot of this, but at the same time, you want a culture where they're not subsumed by work constantly, right? So, right. I mean, like, you want to create, like, a positive kind of work culture. So, how, how does one go about doing that?
0: Okay, so, let me ask you something. About mm-hmm. What do you think the work culture around your spaces?
2: So, it's mostly casual, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is a creative kind of space. And so, I mean, like, people are... Uh, the thought is that, you know, it's task-oriented and right. rather than being, like, time-oriented. And it is... Uh, it's a very casual, very kind of... Uh, informal approach to work, which I sometimes don't like so much, but that's kind of how it is right now.
0: (laughs) All right. So basically, um, let me put this very, very simply in front of you. We have a corporate culture. Yes. Okay. And we have this creative culture. Correct. Okay. So we, we do belong in these two specific areas, more or less. Right. Everybody comes under these two. Right. The problem is both have stereotypes. Yeah. so when you're talking about the corporate culture and you see somebody wearing
1: blue shirt, a nice tan-tons. yeah yeah you yeah. know
0: the, the the kind of typical stereotypical <laughs> yeah. dressing similarly the creative culture too.
2: Yeah, they have the yeah. absolutely is. I mean like you know,
0: floppy hair, shorts, flip and flops. um yeah. the out of the bed look. That's yeah. what I like to call
2: it. Yeah. Which so
0: <laughs> when you see somebody with the out of the bed look, the first question is, Oh, you know, are you are you in the creative industry? Advertising, <laughs> marketing maybe? I mean what do you do? You definitely don't go to an office space nine to five. Right, right, you know? right, right. So this stereotype has been created in both spaces, whether okay. it's the corporate or the creative world. Okay. And it's time for us to break stereotypes completely.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that you know, I mean, like people who are dressed well doesn't mean that you can't be creative. Creative,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And neither is it the other no, way no, around. No,
2: exactly. Yeah. So, just because you're you're dressed in a non-conformist way it doesn't mean that you can't apply financial analysis yeah, to a particular totally, set of totally. data.
0: But you know, see, I'll tell you, Ahmed. I personally feel uh, grooming yourself and coming with a certain amount of uh, manners right. to your office space a way of attire is very important. And I don't mean you have to wear the blazers and suits and be all, um, you know, um, pinned up. But at the same time, how do you know the different environment that you are entering? Right. For example, how do I know I'm coming to work? How do I feel like I'm coming to work? Right. If I'm dressed the same way that I'm dressed with my friends at a coffee shop or when I'm going... um, Probably partying or just hanging out, right. Like we'd say. So how would I know the difference?
2: No, that makes sense. I mean, like, I'm sure there's like you know, I mean, like there's a psychological aspect to the there fact is, that There is, yeah, there is. Now
0: yeah. we don't wear office clothes and go to the gym, do we?
2: No, we don't exactly. Why?
0: Why not? Well, you're still wearing comfortable clothes, probably. Just put on your shoes and walk. <laughs> put on your shoes and do your dumbbells and right, do all right. your triceps and biceps.
2: But it puts you in a frame of mind. It
0: puts you in a frame of mind. Right. So dressing correctly doesn't mean um, being uptight and absolutely prim and proper and well-groomed. Right. It does mean coming with a sense of getting to your workplace, accomplishing right. Right. something, right. you right. know. Right. So, yes, I'm going to work. You're, you look like you're going to work. You feel like you're going to work. Right. So it sets you in that space, that zone, and it also changes the way you're working. Mm-hmm. I also think grooming is very important. Yeah, I agree. So you can have long hair, short hair. No, you, you just can need have to be
2: neat about this neat. stuff. Neat, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, know what you, mean? Like, you need to be groomed. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you shouldn't look unkept.
0: Absolutely. You need to come clean to work, yeah. basically. Yeah, absolutely, you 100%. need to come clean and you need to look clean.
2: Yep, so I it buy just that. gives
0: a nice feel to the work environment. Right. You
2: no, know, I absolutely buy that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, like, I need to kind of sit and kind of figure that out.
0: That's that's very um, possible. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'll do a good job with that. <laughs> but just a couple of mandates for the organization. Right. It adds to the vision and the mission, like we discussed Yeah,
2: earlier. no, that makes sense. I think maybe we should look at kind of trying to see how we can make that. Absolutely. All of this. Because yeah? this is
0: the foundation. And right. when you are beginning and when you're starting out, the foundation is extremely important. Yeah, no, so the sure. the stronger your foundation, the stronger will the building. No, and
2: these things, they're tough to change. I mean, they like, are. they're very tough to change, right? I mean, like, if uh, you let a certain uh, behavior harden, right? right? I mean, like, that essentially then becomes the way that, Everybody who comes in will start behaving totally, like that. And totally. so, I mean, like you got to take care of this stuff. Anyway.
0: You do. Coming to work shouldn't be a subconscious process. Right. We've talked about the conscious yes, and yes, subconscious yes, mind. Yes. Coming to work is a conscious activity. Mm-hmm. One needs to be there. One needs to be present. Right. And in all of themselves, they have to be there, you know? Mentally, right. physically, even in the way they dress.
2: Yeah, no, that so it makes all sense. it all counts. Yeah, that makes and sense. And as to the total. That makes sense. That makes sense to me.
1: That was an episode from The Empowering Series. How to Be a Better Boss, as they talked about problems faced by startups. Next week, Zarina and Amit will look at questions for the boss. For more information, find IBM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.